0: It's time now for the rural news with Soumya Bamaripati. and Somya, a task force is ready to act if foot and mouth disease enters out Kia ora mani. that's right. This is amid growing concern about a potential outbreak in New Zealand after it was found in Indonesia and then in the holiday hotspot of Bali last month. Foot and mouth disease is incredibly infectious among cloven hooved animals, so cows, pigs, sheep, goats and deer. If an infection was confirmed here, meat exports, which are worth billions of dollars to the economy annually, would come to a standstill. The Ministry for Primary Industries' Chief Veterinary Officer, Dr Mary Van Andel, says a specialised task force has been established in case of an outbreak, and it's busy planning for a range of scenarios what
1: our workforce requirements would be, um, what
0: type of planning we would need, what would our
1: operational guidelines in the field look like, what type of tactics would we use, um, what would we need to be doing for animal welfare, what would we need to be doing for farmer welfare, how would we manage compensation, um, what are our trade and market access concerns, how would we be communicating. And of course, Because that's such a huge remit of things that need to be covered, thought about, discussed, understand where the unintended consequences are, we're working really closely with our government and industry partners and other stakeholders from the sector.
0: Dr Van Andel says if an outbreak was confirmed, a government-wide response would kick in and any infected animals would be killed. She says if a farmer contacts MPI concerned their stock might be infected, they would be examined and tested within a matter of hours. And there's telltale signs to watch out for.
1: Animals that have foot and mouth disease will initially show fever, they'll be drooling with lots of saliva coming out the mouth and they won't be wanting to move around. So they'll be lame and drooling and look very, very miserable indeed. So the reason that these are the clinical signs that you'll see is that foot and mouth disease causes fluid-filled blisters that form on the lips, the tongue, the palate and the coronary bands of the hoof. So that's a little bit just above the hoof where the hoof joins the leg, the skin of the leg. And and they also happen on the teats of infected animals. So these blisters after after a couple of days will burst and leave an ulcer and that ulcer can take 10 days or so to start to, to heal up.
0: Dr Van Andel says if a case was confirmed, contact tracing and a national livestock standstill would kick in immediately, similar to how COVID-19 was handled. You no know,
1: Animals would be allowed to move if, you know, if infection is confirmed in a particular place. Um, and also there would be measures in place about moving animal products, And if infection is is confirmed on a place, then people would need to disinfect off of that place so that they don't move disease around. One of the other huge impacts that would happen would be that our trading partners would no longer accept our products if we had foot and mouth disease in New Zealand. So that would be a huge problem for New Zealand and that would be why this disease would need to be eradicated extremely quickly so that we could return to trading, which is what our primary sector relies on.
0: And Dr Van Andel says New Zealand has exclusive access to a vaccine bank of the most common strains of foot and mouth. But as the vaccine needs to match the circulating strain, preemptive vaccination wouldn't work. Staying with foot and mouth, a biosecurity boss believes a recent slip-up at the border involving a traveller returning from Bali is an isolated incident. A farmer travelling from Bali via Melbourne a fortnight ago was deemed low-risk when she arrived in Christchurch and wasn't asked to go through additional open-bag searches and footwear treatments. Arrivals from Indonesia must have their bags checked and wash their shoes in disinfecting baths. Deputy Director-General of Biosecurity, Stuart Anderson, says that applies to all arrivals who have travelled to Indonesia in the past 30 days.
1: The overall risk from Indonesia still remains low, but these are extra measures in place. And we do believe this was an isolated incident as, as well. It's disappointing of the proper process wasn't followed, and we've done everything we can to make sure that that doesn't happen again. We do know that there were two other passengers on that flight, um, from Indonesia and we know that they were, were, went through the proper process from reviewing the CCTV footage and looking at the records and our records show that uh, numbers that, that, that are in line with the numbers of passengers from Indonesia are going through our screening process.
0: Me, Stuart Anderson says border staff had been reminded they need to follow the right process. One of the country's oldest mass timber businesses is combining with one of the youngest. Timberlab Solutions, which was owned by the McIntosh family for 64 years, has been acquired by Redstag Group. Redstag's chief executive, Marty Very, says Timberlab has been operating in Auckland since 1958, while Redstag only opened its cross-laminated timber factory in Rotorua last year. Marty Very says the acquired company will now be known as Redstag Timberlab. He says the group's seeing a strong uptake in manufactured wood boards as the government and private developers move to build more sustainably. The prices for R2 cattle, or cattle up to two years old, have lifted at the sale yards in the North Island this week. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowe says demand is outstripping supply, which is pushing up prices.
1: I think also the recent procurement competition that's been driven particularly by local trade around the northern North Island areas and a resulting lift in overall schedule prices has also lifted buyer confidence, particularly in those shorter term store cattle. AgriHQ is forecasting that R2 store cattle price indicator will lift again into this week.
0: That's Mel Crowed from AgriHQ and that's the rural news for today.